Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Playing the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. I can't remember when you were on the show in studio. Like it must have been, would it be four years ago? Maybe it was a while ago. Anyway, gosh, it it has been a while since I've been there. So I'm uh, I'm excited to be back though with you. Start with the 16th book coming out, like the the, the latest installment. Can you tell us a little bit? As always, though, we don't want to give too much away because we want people to go get the book. <laughs> Yeah, this, this one is about sports. I've always wanted to do a sports book. It's such a big, important part of kids' rights of passage through life. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to give kids who aren't athletes a language, like a vocabulary for the ridiculousness of youth sports. You know, there's so much that that surrounds youth sports that is really silly and degrading and humiliating for most <laughs> participants that I wanted to write about that experience. So what it was like for me as a kid, sometimes my own kids, and other kids who aren't the stars on the field. Is basketball something that's in your past then? Yeah, basketball is something that's in my present. It is, we live this life, my my wife and I, where we go to, you know, tournaments every single weekend for my son. They play, my both of my sons have played year round. And then what do we do for entertainment? We go to professional basketball games. So it's really, <laughs> I can't even tell you how many basketball games I've seen. But it is true. And in particular with Greg is that there is this whole culture of sport that, you know, a, a majority of kids in many ways never really get fully immersed into and might as a result feel not so cool about themselves. Yeah, I think one of the jokes I have in my book is that Greg is, sits at the end of the bench on his soccer team. And his mother tells him, you know, the, the reason that you're not playing is because your coach is using you as a secret weapon. Like he's holding you back, basically. And then Greg is, you know, he's just waiting for his moment when he's going to go in and save the day. And he doesn't realize until later in life that he, he's been lied to. And I, I think that that's, you know, that's common is that we as parents really want to support our kids and make them have good self-esteem and sometimes the evidence is really apparent to a kid that they're not that good and so we try to kind of pump them up in other ways I think it's normal oh it is and it's funny too because it's it's about finding the sport that works for the child as well and and you know Joan was actually my daughter was mad into basketball for a few years and then of COVID it's kind of stopped but he, the coach was originally from Canada and he's like so supportive and wonderful and it was nice to see her kind of latch on to that and I kind of thought that would be hers and then now in the last year because we're outdoors she's really latched on to soccer slash football and it's really wonderful to see and as you say you can see them build their confidence through that way for sure definitely one thing that's really interesting is that my son for example my older son went through the whole basketball system we lived and died by how many minutes he played and all of that kind of thing and now he's off to college basketball is in his rearview mirror and he could care less about basketball and this thing that was so important to all of us is now just evaporating you know when it comes to a series like wimpy kid and the fact that you know you're on as we've just said book number 16 do you find that your inspiration changes where it comes from over the years? I think, honestly, the truth of it is, is that every creative endeavor has a lifespan, right? And that lifespan is determined by how fast you chew through the material or the subject matter, right? Because you can find yourself swimming in the same waters and, and say, you know what, I think I've done this before. So the, the trick for me is to try to keep the pacing reasonable so that I don't chew through too many major um, things like sports, uh, because then then I won't have anything to write about. 
Um, but you know, that, that is the challenge is that your the ponds keep getting smaller, not to torture and mix metaphors, but, and so it does get more challenging, but I think that's part of the fun of it too, is that I'd like to see how far you can push this uh, while still staying fresh. Millions and millions and millions of copies. It's trans, you know, translated into 60, 59, 60 languages. How, like, does that set, set into you sometimes? You kind of go, wow, this is quite successful. Do you actually kind of, does it resonate with you or is it just because it's such a part of your life now? I think I, I really have a worm's eye view of, of the world. Um, so I live in this little town called Plainville and, and I literally write in the cemetery um, in my car. Um, so when, when I'm writing, my world is so small, it's almost like impossibly small. And then I'll go out there into the world. And, you know, for example, we toured through the U.S. And it does strike me that we can kind of pitch a tent in, in any random town and, and people will show up, you know, and that's really cool. That's a, that's the magic of publishing, right? It's somebody believing in your idea enough to get it out there in the world. Um, what's been really fun for me, you know, for example, my family came from, from Ireland originally. Um, you know, it's really cool to, to kind of go back and say, wow, you know, my family saw fit to, to move this way. And now I'm coming back this way, and, you know, and, and Absolutely. Some of the people that I'm probably related to. The fact that like, I mean, Disney is, is a well-known outlet and it's very big. And the fact that you guys are connected now, is that totally different for you to see your characters in 3D basically? I know it's not brand new yeah. for you, but you know, is it still a thrill? Yeah, it's wild. I mean, just honestly, just when you see, you know, when the first poster came out and it said, uh, Disney's Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's like, well, that's strange. You know, <laughs> I thought it was Jeff Kinney's Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but it's Disney's Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And that's like, if you're going to be embraced by you know, a company, a creative company, Disney's is as good as you can get. Um, so that's been really cool. And then, yes, we were able to bring the character to life in three dimensions in a way that really brings the books to life very directly. Because yeah. with the live action films, and they had their merits. You, you had to make this kind of leap, right? You, you, you would see Greg with three strands of hair on the page. And then he's a kid with a full head of hair. You know, you have to say, yeah. well, okay, I'll, I'll buy the conceit. But um, it's much more direct now with animation. Manny, for example, is Greg's little brother. He's, he's not designed for three dimensions. And so it was, you know, he's a real two-dimensional character. And so it's funny seeing him. There's been this meme online, which is a front-facing Manny. You know, yeah. Manny basically looks like an alligator with a really long snout. And then a front-facing Manny is, you know, just tiny. His width is, you know, a, a, a quarter of the, of the side view. Um, so it's funny because people are going to be seeing front facing man for real they're gonna have to adjust um Jeff it's such a you just it's such a success it's such a wonderful thing and it's just like a lovely that it's gone through generations as well and more and more children are enjoying it and we actually have a little girl that I'm going to admit into this zoom now if you're all right with that her name is Laura Linehan and she's eight and she's a very very big fan of yours and she's she's got the hard-hitting questions actually um like harder hitting questions than I I had for you hello Laura Okay, Jeff Kinney, how did you come up with Wimpy Kid in the first place? Ah, great question. Taking us all the way back to the beginning. I wanted to be a cartoonist who did newspaper comics. It, I, I wanted to be a newspaper cartoonist and do like Peanuts, that kind of a thing, like Charlie Brown, Snoopy, but nobody liked my stuff. So nobody, everybody told me I wasn't good enough. 
And so I had to figure out a, a way to get good enough. And so I came up with this idea for Diary of a Wounded Kid, worked on it for a really long time. And luckily people like that. Laura, okay. you have a lot of books there beside you, don't you? Do you have them all? Gonna, yeah, I just don't have one. It's one that's about basketball. Oh, um, it's the 16th that, that one's one. Not very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my my friends read it and she just said this. It's basically just all about basketball. Just basketball. Not true. It's not about true. Soccer. <laughs> it's about the Olympics. It's about lots of different things. So if you like sports or if you've ever played sports, you'll like the book. I've gotten a question here from the book, The Third Wheel. Yeah. So the this has always been on my mind. So what is what does he mean? What do you mean when he said so? Plus I so either somebody's messing with me or Johnny Cheddar is at it again. I don't get that. Do you remember Jeff even? Does anybody remember Johnny Cheddar? It's one of it's one of Manny's invisible friends. Remember ah, Thank you I so told, much. Yes. yes. See, here's the problem. When you're 50, you start to forget a lot of things. And I, you know, that book I wrote about eight years ago, that's a long time ago for me. Now, Johnny Cheddar is one of Manny's imaginary friends, right? And so Greg gets really worried because he thinks Johnny Cheddar, who's clearly not real, might actually be real, right? So he, mm-hmm. he's a little bit freaked out and he's starting to wonder if Manny has sort of uh, created a person out of his imagination. So that's what it is. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. They're great questions. They're so good. And we want to thank you for coming on, uh, Laura, for doing that. And we also really want to thank you, Jeff, as well, for taking time today. Oh, we've got a finger. Excuse me. Wait, um, I'll just say one last thing to Jeff Kinney. Yes. Okay. So also got one of my friends in my class who also loved me and he was and he said this. Uh, could you please ask Jeff Kinney to get a piece of paper and sign his autograph on it, please? <laughs> we have to go to the publishers and through everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Playing the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today.